Matt Boldy's 2022-2023 really came down to two parts, pre-March, post-March. What do we need to see from Boldy this year? We discuss today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into another episode of Lockdown Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. If this is your first time tuning into Lockdown Wild, we welcome you on board. Make sure you subscribe and turn those notifications on so you don't miss out on any new episodes. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. You can head to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL or enter promo code LockedOnNHL for a free white tech hat with any order. When you put your bird dogs on, you're not going to want to take them off. I can promise you that. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we preview the 2023-2024 season for Matt Boldy. What we need to see from Boldy as he enters his third season in the NHL and where we can expect his stats to end up when the season is over. As we said right off the top of the show, it was really two seasons for Boldy. It was pre-March and post-March, as Boldy, coming into the month of March, was sitting at 16 goals and 40 points. And it led to some kind of overall chatter of, you know, is is this trending towards a, a little bit of a, you know, maybe not hitting expectations type season for Matt Boldy? And then the calendar flipped to March. Now with Kirill Kaprizov out of the lineup at that point, somebody had to step up. Matt Boldy did the trick. He had 12 goals in March, three more in April. So he finished the season with 15 goals and 23 points from March on. And that got him to the 30-goal plateau as a 21-year-old, which that's, that's no easy feat to accomplish. So you had the Boldy who was kind of still figuring things out at the NHL level after a very solid rookie season. And then things clicked. You had the Marcus Johansson acquisition, which added an element that was missing on that line with him and Jewel Erickson Eck. And that combination just lit the ice on fire as the season wore on. And so I think. The big thing that we want then is more of the March, April, maybe not postseason Matt Boldy, but let's be honest. Boldy was not the only player on the team that didn't perform well when the postseason happened. You had three assists in six games, and um, he talked about it after the season and saying that it just was an instance in which players need to find a way to take their game to the next level. So it was all in all a good season for Boldy. uh, And he received a uh, pretty substantial contract extension, seven years, 7 million per season. uh, That will take him right up until what is considered a, uh, a player's prime in that uh, age 28, 29 range. Um, So lot of, a lot of good for Matt Boldy here 
in his uh, first couple of seasons. But I think the big thing that we want to see, and we'll dive into this a little more, is let's remember what happened in February, too. I mean, if you if you look at the goals and points spread, Boldy had four points in the month of February. And so, obviously, that was followed up by a, a very, very good month of March. But I think the big thing is just consistency. You, It's great. It's phenomenal that Boldy stepped in and was kind of the, the leader of the pack with Kirill Kaprizov on the shelf. And so the fact that he's able to be that guy when needed is is awesome, is great. But let's spread the butter over the entirety of the toast as opposed to just laying it on heavy on one half and just eating the other plain. Uh, obviously, with the fact that Boldy played 81 games, his stats took a substantial jump in every category, went from 15 goals to 31, assists from 24 to 32, so his total points from 39 to 63. Had uh, eight power play goals, which was a bump from three the previous season. Uh, so ended up with 26 total points on the power play. Uh, his shooting percentage, 12.2 uh, after 13.3 last season, but obviously had a ton more shots, 486 total shots, 255 actual shots on goal. So double what he did the previous season. His average time on ice went up. Um he ended up as an over 50% face-off uh, winner. Limited amount of time, but uh, but still had uh, a handful. Had 26 blocks, 65 hits, 51 takeaways, 42 giveaways in 81 games, and uh, did receive some votes for the uh, Selkie Trophy, which kind of leads into the other point, too, is that you know we just assumed Boldy had all this talent on offense. We started to see some things on defense, and it's no coincidence that those came about as he started to work more and more in tandem with Jewel Erickson Eck. Uh, a pretty good player to uh, to rub off on as the season unfolded. So we're seeing even a little bit more of what Boldy is capable of. Um, and. I don't see any reason that that can't continue with the fact that, again, we're talking about a player going into his third season and a guy who right now is 22. So there's a lot to like about what Matt Boldy brings to the ice. And so the question becomes, you know, which are we going to get? Are we going to get March, April, or are we going to get uh, February? Or the playoffs, Matt Boldy. Well, we'll uh, we'll try to determine if it's possible for him to uh, continue his rise and what we expect statistically from Boldy. Uh, all that coming up as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Attention, athletic individuals. If you are someone who loves to be on the go and active in the summer, but hates the feel of your standard pair of shorts, Bird Dogs can help you accomplish everything on your list. 
They can make you look great because Bird Dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg and give you a truly sculpted look. They do everything that some of those big name brands do, but fit way better. They are made of a, they're designed to be more comfortable and cooler as well with cloud knit fabric that looks like khaki, but stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement and they keep you cool and dry all day long, no matter if you're just sitting on the couch or if you're running a marathon. So head to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL or enter promo code locked on NHL for a free white tech hat with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NHL or promo code locked on NHL for a free white tech hat. A word of warning. When you put your bird dogs on, I can guarantee you are not going to want to take them off. Continuing today's episode of Locked On Wild, once again, thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we'll continue boot camp throughout the course of the week, and uh, we will be joined for a bonus episode today by Jesse Pierce of NHL.com and the Bar Down Beauties as we uh, just continue to get you ready for the start of the season, which gets closer and closer. So what can we expect from Boldy? from a statistical uh, perspective. And we talked about it in just overviewing the, uh, the second line in general. When the Wild got that trio put together of Matt Boldy, Jewel Eriksson and uh, Marcus Johansson, that was one of the lines that had, without a doubt, the most success for the season um, as a trio. And so once that line came together, it seemed like everybody's performance increased. And if you think about it, you add the speed element to go with Jewel Eriksson being a net front guy and Boldy being a uh, player with just incredible on ice vision and a really good ability to, uh, to attack from various points in the zone. It led to just a really, solid mesh point for all three players. And so it's not a surprise that all their stats increased incrementally as they were, uh, were combined together. Now, Boldy obviously was the one who had the most goals in that span uh, with that trio had uh, had 12 in March and then had three in April as well. And so if we go in the, 17 games that uh, that trio was together. The fact that they outscored their opponents 14 to four and uh, just really, really ran all over a lot of uh, different opponents during that span. And if you look at the numbers, they were from a games played perspective, they were the sixth most uh, in terms of minutes as a uh, as a line combination uh, on the team. So it's it's not a small sample size. The, there was enough of a sample of these three playing together to know, hey, this is a combination that works. And so from a statistical standpoint, if we look at what Boldy did in the uh, the final two months of the season with the 15 goals, and even what he did in April when uh, Jewel Eriksson 
missed the final few games of the season. Uh, Boldy still had three goals and six points in six games. But it's a situation where even if you get 80% of what that line was able to accomplish in those 17 games, even if you get 80% of that, that's still really, really good production uh, for not only a second line, but for a uh, first line as well. And so in those 17 games together, it was, uh, I think, something like 12 goals for Matt Boldy during that time. So that ends up being a 0.7 goals per uh, 0.7 goals per game pace. 82 games times point. That's 57 goals. So you're you're not gonna get you're not gonna get that. But even if you get even if you get 70 percent of that production, that's 40 goals. And so if you can get between 60 and 70% of what we saw in those 17 games and you stretch that out over a season, that's when you start to look at the numbers and say, there is a chance that um, that Boldy and company can, uh, can increase their performance uh, from last season. Now, I know there have been uh, some concerns about potential regression here because let's let's be honest, there is a little bit of injury concern with this grouping being Marcus Johansson. Now, I, I've dismissed as I've dismissed a little bit the Jewel Erickson Eck injury because it happened blocking a shot. And so that's not that's one that could certainly happen again, but also kind of one of those situations where it has to be the the perfect storm of conditions to happen. Beyond that, Erickson Eck has missed games here and there for for various things, but by and large, he's a guy that plays uh, more often than he doesn't. So there's not a huge ton of worry there. Boldy made it through 81 games this year and is still young enough to where beyond the injury that kept him out for the start of his rookie season, there really hasn't been a ton in terms of injuries there that would need to be uh, of concern. It's been Johansson that's had the uh, the most extensive injury history of the three, with him being the oldest player you'd expect that. And so there is potential concern that if you take one of those guys out, that they just don't operate at the same way. Well, this is where it becomes important to make sure that you're putting in a similar component that you're losing. If you end up with Johansson coming out of the lineup due to various injuries. If you add speed on that line, Sammy Walker, we saw it with him before, uh, before Marcus Johansson was acquired. That speed component on the outside helped that line really kind of take it into another gear. So if you lose the speed, if you add speed back in, in its place, then you, you should be able to keep things relatively the same. But if you lose Jewel Erickson Eck, we saw how that played out as the season, uh, the end of the season unfolded into the postseason. Didn't work great. And then if you lose Matt Boldy, well, then you hope and you pray. 
So if that second line can stay together, we talked about it on yesterday's show too, that at their pace of 14 goals in 17 games, that's around 70 for the trio. It's around 70 for a full season. So if you get another 30 from Boldy and you get close to 25 to 30 for Jewel Erickson and you get somewhere in the 20s for Marcus Johansson, that's that's really attainable for that trio. And especially if Jewel Erickson continues his just steady climb in uh, in pretty much every statistical category then really the next milestone for him is to hit the 30 goal plateau. Then all of a sudden you've got two 30 goal scorers on that line. And if you get 20 from Johansson, even if you get 15 to 20 from Johansson, as long as he provides the speed and is is helping um, push that offense, that's a good combo. That is a, uh, a good trio that, uh, that you can have. And Matt Boldy is, is the central point of that grouping. Um, and so I don't see any reason to suggest that Boldy can't do what he did this past season. We just may see it stretched out over a more, um, we just may see it stretched out more over the season as opposed to condensed into like a 17 game sample. So does that mean 40 goals beyond that? Well, I would say a I would say a solid bet for Boldy is between 30 and 40 because let's look at what let's look at what we're going to get. That second line is going to be counted on to score a ton. Boldy is going to get a, a ton of time on that top power play unit with a new power play coach which should lead to more opportunities there. And in terms of a go-to standpoint, behind Kirill Kaprizov, he is probably the second option on this team. I, I don't think there's a question there. So if there is any sort of missed time for Kaprizov this season or if teams really go out of their way to try to shut that top line down, well, then it's the second line that's going to have to get it done. So I would say a strong bet here is... I would I would say if you put the number at 31 and a half, he probably still is able to go over. I just I feel somewhere around mid thirties for uh, for goals for Boldy here because I, I just feel myself, I don't think the offense is going to be as bad as it was last year in terms of um in terms of trying to figure things out and, and sustain zone presence. Because you've got a lot of that top six already set. Last year, it wasn't as set to start the season. And so now that those top six spots are essentially all penciled in, you have an expectation of what we see to start the year as opposed to, well, let's just try to figure it out. So I think that will help get things off to a better start, which then means that you don't have to really fight it uh, throughout the early part of the season. So I'm going to say that Boldy will surpass the 31 goals and the 63 points. 
I think he's able to surpass both of those because he'll have a uh, a good line combination to start the year. And so I think we see the consistency, and I think we see the uh, the overs in that category. Now, beyond that, what else do we need from Boldy throughout the course of the season? We will discuss that as we finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Reminder, we've got a special bonus episode coming up for you later today as Jesse Pierce of the Bar Down Beauties and NHL.com stops by and we'll uh, we'll talk about the team at large. What worries us heading into the 2023-2024 season? So make sure to tune in for that coming uh, later this afternoon. So what do we need from Matt Boldy? Now, you may go right to the month of February and the month of March and say, well, we don't need a repeat of February. We do need a repeat of March. And I think the overall theme there is that Boldy showed that he's capable of stepping in and being the guy if needed. And so that's good. Like that, that is something that is good to have in your back pocket. If you need it, uh, you, the hope is that Kaprizov does not miss time. So you don't have to try to scramble to fill things up, uh, on that top line or just in general, because no shortage of things that he does for this team throughout the course of the season. But the fact that Boldy can be the guy when needed is is great. I would just like to see the consistency applied a little more. That February month was not great. And I, I think, too, we're seeing Boldy contribute in other ways as well. This is where the defense comes in. The fact that he received some votes in the uh, in the Selkie Trophy uh, race. Now, it didn't finish all that high, but the fact that he received votes tells you that people are, are starting to kind of take notice of what he's doing on the defensive end. We saw him be a little more physical this year. We saw him contribute more on the defensive end. And so if we can get, from a goal-scoring perspective, a little more consistency, a little more even spread, throughout the season. But if we can get Boldy to turn into one of those guys where if he's not scoring, he is, is making a ton of guys, uh, a ton of plays, making a ton of guys miss, making a ton of plays that don't necessarily show up in the score sheet. And he's well on his way to doing that. So if we see more of that this year and you sprinkle the goals in as well, and when you get to OT and you need somebody to make a play, we saw that against the uh, New Jersey Devils with no time left on the clock, Boldy going the length of the ice and scoring to beat New Jersey. Those are the markings of a great player in this league is somebody who just continues to affect the outcome, whether they're scoring or not. The more you affect the outcome of a game, the better the player you are. And so more of that this season, we saw it last year, more of that this season. And 
I think the thing that I like the most is, you know, when you're a young player in this league and you have guys that, um, guys that come up and, and try to, you know, chip at you or, or just try to kind of establish the hierarchy. We saw Matt Boldy as the season went on, get a little bit of that bulldog in him. And again, no coincidence for being a line mate with Jewel Erickson Eck. I'm not going to be upset if that rubs off on him. Now, I don't want him being a guy that, you know, steps into fight or anything like that, but just being a guy who is uncomfortable to play against, and especially somebody who is a perennial 30-goal scorer, being a matchup that the other teams aren't comfortable with, that's a big factor uh, for this team. If he can do that, just like Jewel Erickson Eck is, and you all of a sudden have two guys on that line that just, you're not, you kind of, you kind of groan when you see who's out there on the ice and then you get the call from your coach to head out there to, uh, to combat that. That would be, that'd be pretty good to have two of those guys at least. So if we can see a little bit more of that from Boldy, just a continuation overall, a continuation of what we've seen over the last two seasons for a guy again, that's 22 and is going to be playing now under that new extension by all accounts from the athletic, a player who has already exceeded the, um, the average annual value of that contract. He's exceeded it this year and widely regarded as one of the biggest potential bargain contracts in the NHL. Just keep showing it. And the more he produces, the more he adds, the better bargain that contract is going to continue to look like uh, over these next seven seasons. And so I just, I see a lot of good in Matt Boldy's future. It's hard to, uh, it's hard to really come up with, with any bad, as long as he just continues to, continues to produce, continues to add little facets to his game. And the more you see him be a contributor on both sides of the ice, better bargain this is going to be. So I don't see any reason to expect anything other than a huge season for Matt Boldy. The team's going to need it. And so if he produces and this second line ends up being a huge factor all season, two thumbs way up. And that will do it for today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms. Turn notifications on as well so you don't miss out on any of our new episodes throughout the course of the week. We have new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.